Every day can bring changes, challenges, and opportunities that can also change your personal or business financial goals and priorities. As a true partner, Sandy Spring Bank can make it all a bit easier. Someone who really listens, understands, and then creates solutions in hard times and good times. We'll always strive to be your advocate today and every day. That's real banking for real life and real business. Visit sandyspringbank.com slash real. Member FDIC. ABF Creative. Many define athlete success by the number of MVPs earned, all-star appearances, touchdowns scored, baskets made, or championships won. But the real wins occur off the field. When we watch and hear our sports stars discuss the topics that matter in the pursuit of equality and social justice, these voices should be heard, celebrated, and most importantly, shared. These are the real sports heroes. It's time to look in the mirror and ask ourselves, what are we doing to create change? They're just so happy to see a black man who will stand up and jeopardize every court he's got to tell the truth. I'm seeing things happen to people that don't have a voice. People that don't have a platform to talk and have their voices heard and affect change. We will definitely not shut up and dribble. I would definitely not do that. Being an NBA player don't exclude me from no conversation at all. First and foremost, I'm a black man and I'm a member of this community. Go after your dreams. You don't allow anything to take you away from your dreams. My name is Herm Edwards, and I'm a real sports hero. I'm a former NFL player for a long period of time uh, with Philadelphia Eagles for the most part, and then got into coaching, college coach at San Jose State. I got my first job in professional football with the Kansas City Chiefs uh, as a scout. Yeah, and then worked my way up to be a position coach. Uh, then left there and went with Tony Dungy, uh, became assistant head coach there. Um, had a wonderful opportunity to be the head coach of the New York Jets. Then went back to Kansas City and um, worked there as a head coach. Uh, from there, went to ESPN, was on television for quite some time, and then uh, got my feet wet again uh, back in coaching, and now I'm here at Arizona State. So I've always told people my life uh, – it's been very blessed in the fact that I've never had a job. Uh, I've always uh, been involved with a sport that I love that has given me the platform uh, to uh, make a living, uh, to raise my family, uh, and to give back. Uh, and that's probably the most important thing for me is, is to give back to the sport that, is, that has really blessed me and given me an opportunity to, to see a lot of things and, and to do a lot of things. And uh, I owe football more than I can repay it. That's that's my obligation. Try to pay for it. Well, you talk about the '60s. It was uh, it was a different climate in America, and then some of that is just rearing its head again. And it's a bad movie, to be quite honest. Uh, but um, that's the that's the you know that that's the era I grew up. Uh, as you mentioned, my father was a, a master sergeant, fought the Korean War in World War II. My mom was a German war bride. So interracial marriages weren't very, uh, you know, they weren't looked upon for the most part. And when you think about it, I was born in Fort Monmouth, New Jersey. And uh, from there, uh, my father was married to my mom and uh, still in the military, but he couldn't go south. So we were shipped to California. And so basically at five years old, I grew up in California. 
My father eventually retired and, and, you know, went on to work as a construction guy, but grew up on the West Coast in a little community called Seaside, right next to Carmel, Monterey, and Pebble Beach. You know, those, those were the nice places. We, we, I grew up in Seaside, lived on an army base earlier, Fort Ord. Now they've shut it down. It's become a university. So kind of got my upbringing there uh, and then uh, was bused to predominantly white high school coming out of junior, junior high school. Now, high school then was a 10, 11, 12, and started playing tackle football. It's the first time I, I played tackle football. There was no Pop Warner when I grew up. Played football on the street, you pulled people's flags, you played tackle. I was a pretty good athlete, and, and I knew my way of, of getting out was to earn a scholarship. And so I had numerous offers uh, coming out of high school. I was a dual athlete, ran track, played football, baseball, uh, basketball. Uh, but really, my love was football. Uh, went to Cal right as a freshman out of high school and played there, and and then got into a dispute with the coach because I asked him I asked him the, the magical question, why? Well, in in 1972, a black athlete couldn't ask why. That was like threatening authority or not respecting authority. You know, that was kind of the the era you grew up in. Now it's changed. It's changed. There's no doubt about it didn't have platforms like athletes do today that they can use in, if they use it in the right way. And if you were an outspoken athlete, you were kind of labeled that way. So I was kind of labeled that a little bit and um, ended up leaving and going to JC. They convinced me to come back. I go back and they moved the position coach and everything seemed to be okay. And then they changed position coaches. And the guy that I had for a year, he left and went to the 49ers and brought the other coach back. And we got into it again. And I left again and ended up going to San Diego State. Played there, but then did not get drafted. Signed as a free agent with the Philadelphia Eagles in 1977. Started in my, my first year as a rookie. Never missed a practice. Never missed a start. And then from there, got a new coaching. So it was a little bit different in the 60s. When you look at the civil rights movement then, you know, Martin Luther King was, was big. Uh, you're talking about a, a guy that really looked beyond himself. He, he probably looked forward in, in this time of what it was going to look like, right, for his for his children. And seeing all that, growing up in that, knowing that you really didn't have a platform. It didn't matter what color you were as an athlete. You, you didn't have a platform to speak. And the first guy that broke ranks with that was probably Muhammad Ali. And so I was a big fan of Muhammad Ali growing up. Because you know he 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 spoke his mind and then and then he beat you up in the ring as he was speaking his mind right and so that was kind of a guy that I kind of looked at <laughs> so I grew up in that era it was very interesting uh, to say the least and, and now when you you for you forward the tape and you look at what athletes can do now that their platform and their ability to speak and and we challenge actually our, our student athletes uh, to you don't have to stand silent. When there, when there's, when you see moments of uh, injustice and, and when racism appears, uh, we encourage them to use their platform. But we also say you can be the voice of reason with solutions, so we can help America go forward. And I think more athletes today use this platform they have in, 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 in a positive manner, and, and that's a good thing. Well, I think when you get into the coaching part of it, it's more than just coaching. 
is a sport. It's it's for me. It's 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 really contributing to young men and people's lives. Um, can you can they become good fathers, good husbands, good community leaders? You know that's part of it. You know uh, we're 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 male by birth, but we're men by choice. So how do you grow them up? That's important to me. And and football is their vehicle. It's a vehicle. It gives them an opportunity, right? It gives them an opportunity to get an education, just to see a lot of things maybe they've never witnessed in their life. And this wonderful thing about football and sports in general, and I think more athletes really get this, is you're in this constant huddle. You're in a huddle. You're in a huddle with with coaches and athletes and and all these people come from different walks of life. And, And really how you grew up, the zip code, it doesn't matter what color you are, what religion, you're on the team. And, and that's unique in sports. And it brings you together where you have this great conversation of how other people lived, how they grew up, some of the things that are important to them. And all of a sudden, regardless of what you may think of a person, when you actually communicate, you learn so much about them. And then you understand that, you know what? We're all here for the same reason. And we need each other if we're going to win. And that's what's great about sports. Sports, I mean, even for, think about this, even for a fan base, when you fill these stadiums up, people come from all different neighborhoods to what? To come watch their team. And there's this great energy in the stadium because you're watching your team. And people get along. They just kind of get along. We're we're rotten. And then all of a sudden, they get back in their cars and they drive back to wherever they live and they put up these, a lot of these people put up blockades. And I'm like, why do we do that? I mean, it's amazing what sports can do. Sports can unite so many people. And then for some reason, for that three hours, we're all rooting. And then when we go back, we have our own opinions and we start looking at people different. It's it's mind-boggling to me. I hope you're enjoying Real Sports Heroes. Stay tuned for the rest of the show. Support for this podcast comes from Beautiful Home Services. For home improvement, trust the award-winning, locally owned and operated provider who has served the DMV area for over 15 years. Beautiful Home Services offers interior and exterior painting, bathroom and kitchen remodeling, basement finishing, carpentry, drywall, and other general remodeling services. We make home improvement dreams a beautiful reality. Learn more at BeautifulHomeServices.com. That's BeautifulHomeServices.com. I think when you've grown up in that environment, and I've been fortunate enough to do it, that's the world you live in. I've always said I live in this bubble. I've lived in a bubble all my life because you've been around athletes. Those are the people you associate with. Most, you know, I mean, you're around people that 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 have that same kind of mindset. You know, you're in this competitive world, and you get it, and you live in this bubble. And a lot of times, what's happening on the outside? It, it doesn't, you know, it, it, you hear it, but it's like, I got other things to do. I, I got to focus on this right now. It's interesting now because I have two, I have two daughters, you know, they're 14 and 13 and they're growing up in the era that I thought when I grew up, I wouldn't have to have these conversations that my father had with me, but now I'm having these conversations and you know, you look at it, you go, this happened. I, I seen this movie already. This is not a good movie. We don't want to play this movie anymore. We, we're, we're better than that. We're in high definition. There's color now. There's, you know, I, I grew up in the black and white world, you know. And so 
the, the TV station, you know, we, we, we didn't have to, we don't need the rabbit ears anymore. We got all these, all these new things, but then some things like you look at that and you go, wow, we haven't gone past that yet. So that's kind of where we're at. Be a good listener. Don't think you have all the answers. You know, as you communicate, you don't want it for the conversation to be a debate. The winner is both people listening and leaving better for the conversation. That's how you grow. It's not about I want to win the conversation. It's not about winning. It's about communicating. And everyone wins. And, and until you have that conversation where you can let your guard down and go, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen now. So a lot of people hear you, but they don't listen. Be a good listener. It's easy to say you want to walk in somebody else's shoes until you have to walk in, right? Until you really have to do it and live it every day. You know, it, it, it's kind of interesting, you know. It's like I always tell people, you know, it's, when you go to a sporting event and you're a fan, everybody becomes a coach. You sit in the stands and you, you're the coach. And that's what's great about it. You know, I'm a, why did he do that? Why did he do this? Why? I would have done that, right? Because of this reason. He has more information than you do. He knows his players better than you. There's actually a game plan when they go into the game, right? And, and I think in life sometimes, because we have the ability to press a button and get information, we have a lot of information, right? But the problem is we're not an expert in anything. And until you actually go do it, you can't become an expert. And until you actually become a listener, you don't get all, you don't really get the true information of the subject. You get parts of it. You don't get the true story until you listen, until you sit there and you listen. Don't talk, just listen. A lot of people don't want to hear from people that they admire. They just want to watch them perform. Whether you're an athlete, an entertainer, but I think they, they, lose, they, they lose sight of this, is that that's your occupation. That's not who you are. I tell players that all the time. You're a football player. You're a student athlete. You're a professional football player. Whatever. That is your occupation. That's not who you are. That's just what you do. One guy's a doctor. One guy's a lawyer. That's your occupation. That didn't define who you are. What defines who you are is when you take the suit off and you you have conversations with people. That, that, that's when they really, sometimes people don't want to know who you are. They just want to, they, they want to admire the athlete or the entertainer. They don't really want to know who they are. I just want to know that part. Really? And when you, when you have this platform now, he speaks, well, I don't want to hear him talk. Well, you watch him play because he might not agree with you and you have a different opinion. I mean, so I've always said, you know, don't let, your occupation define who you are, whether you be a man or a woman. That's just your occupation. Because at the end, when you walk into your home and you're a father or you're a mom, guess what? Your children look at you as mom and dad. They don't look at you as, well, he's the coach. You have other responsibilities and you do have a voice. And I think more than ever, people that have that voice now that are not per se, uh, they're entertainers or whatever. People are like, oh, I don't want to hear that. Why? I just want to watch you dribble the ball. I just want to watch you throw touchdowns, but I don't want to hear you talk.
I only want to hear you talk about sports. You can't talk about anything else. Yeah, who made those rules up? So I just think that that's part of the world we live in now. Thanks for listening to Real Sports Heroes. Subscribe to the podcast to ensure you're notified when the next episode drops. And please take a second to rate and review the show. We want as many people as possible to be able to engage with our real sports heroes. And your ratings and reviews help other people find our show. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. We'll be right back.